This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And I'm Mina, and we're from Tangata Tumutu Trust. And you're listening to Pallyhood! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, love and hello, ladies. Hello, Vanaka. Kia ora, tolo hani koni chua niha ma one Pacific greetings and a massive kia ora to each and every one of you. I hope you guys have had a good week. Whatever corner of this globe you're tuning in from, I'd like to welcome you to the Polyhood Show, ninety six point nine Plains FM. You're here with Sam and Sefa here to take you into the weekend. How are you going, Moso? Yeah, uh, good. Thank you. Um, I've just recovered from a little bit of a flu. Uh, which is like kind of a side effect from getting the jab. Uh, yeah, which has been um, not frustrating, but like, man, I just, it's been hard to get out of bed when you're sick mm-hmm. and to, you know, stay at home. So I have been staying at home. I know last show I said that I was not going to have some takeaways. Uh, that is completely flipped and reversed, and I've had takeaways every single day, breakfast, lunch, and tea, uh, whatever money I saved, I was bragging about how much I saved from my last pay before lockdown. I basically saved everything. I didn't spend any of my pay, and I've used that all on takeaway this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> um, just continue to work. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's good. We're us down here in the South Island or everywhere below Auckland have. Gone into level two, but uh, yeah, I, I can't say I didn't have uh, a takeaway. Uh, I did have it, I think I've had it like twice mm. um, since we went into level three. So, yeah, I still uh, the reason why I don't have takeaways because I just have too much food uh, in the fridge, you know. So, I just cook a meal that lasts like a, a day or two, and yeah, but I haven't been too busy just. Yeah, work and mm. <laughs> nice. Yes, work. The uh, yeah, same for me. Work. Uh, I should have the time to make tea, but I don't. I feel like I'm working, and this is something I have to get better at. I work like I start in the morning, then I have a bit of a break in the afternoon, and then I continue my work into the evening. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I end up working a lot more hours than I do if I was at at work. And uh, which is not good practice, and uh, it's just something just being stuck in lockdown. I've been accustomed to doing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I work right into the late hours of the night and start bang on eight o'clock, eight thirty in the morning. So uh, <laughs> something I need, something I need to change. Mm. Uh, for, definitely for next lockdown, we are in level two now. I'm happy to be going into the office, but what I'm not happy about. Is uh, or what I'm scared about is uh, trying on the work clothes to go back <laughs> in. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm not looking forward to trying on my work pants or anything like that. Well, you got you got like two days, so <laughs> <laughs> two days to just starve myself. 
Maybe just don't eat for two days. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, is there something that you're looking forward to now that uh, we're in level two? Or yeah, going to the gym. Yes, I want to go to the gym. I want to hit uh, hit the gym. Um, yeah, as I was saying last time, about this time uh, last year, I would have taken up a fight, and I feel like I have to to beat myself back into shape. Mm. And to keep keep at it, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, same here. Uh, the gym being open is uh, very good, but you don't need to wear masks uh, going to the gym. Do you know that? No, um, you can wear it if you feel uh, you need to. Yeah, but you don't uh, have to. Is the thing. Yeah, but, but you you have, uh, other places I'm, you have to. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but uh, mm-hmm. it's the same for our work. You don't have to wear your um, mask at work, but you do have to have mm-hmm. it on. Like in certain buildings, we have to have our yeah. mask on. I guess remember in level in the last time we we're in level two, uh, the gyms were open, but um, there was nothing around. We weren't needing to wear face masks anyway at the gym. They just had um, when I went to my local gym, they just had. Um, some uh, gym equipment like uh, taped off uh, just to at least have that two meter space in between each equipment. Yeah. So, mm, like, exactly. like for example, the lineup of treadmills. Every second treadmill was taped up. So, yeah, which is yes. good practice. Yeah, no difference from the last time we're level two. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, on to Upu of the week, which is Sam. This uh, week's more uh, more like a phrase, uh, just to celebrate the Tongan language week this week. Uh, our Tongan phrase is Seike Tau Ilo. So Seike Tau Ilo uh, means, is that right? Is oh, that no. right? Sorry. <laughs> it means good to know, which is sort of like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> yeah, good to know that it's not, is that right? But yes, um, yeah, happy Tongan language, everyone. And uh, your Tongan phrase this week is Saiketau Ilo. Good to know. So, uh, you know, what would be a give me a sentence, Joe? Oh, uh, well, effect or something? Nah, yeah, effect or something. Yeah, um, at McDonald's, you can only order the Big Mac cheeseburgers and variations of the Big Mac and cheeseburger. Can't buy any of the Angus burgers or anything like that. Uh, it's only the Big Mac. The McChicken and the cheeseburger. Oh, that's Seketau Ilo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I say that is your phrase. I say that because uh, that's what I had for tea tonight. Seketau Ilo. Seketau Ilo. Seketau Ilo. You could also use it in like a, um, I guess like a um, sarcastic way. Yeah. <laughs> True, yes. You can come out that you, way as well. Yeah. Oh, did you know? Oh, <laughs> yes. On, the, on this week's show, we're talking about video games. Um, we're talking about we've got two games each that we'd like to talk about that talk about that have that uh, have left long lasting memories for us. Definitely for our age group, games uh, in particular, video games. Uh, we came in at just the right time, I reckon, eh, Sam? Where we got the the bloom of the of like kind of like a golden era of arcades and stuff. Yeah. And then we're now we've we're now into this phase where it's um 
everyone's got an arcade in their home. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, at the, the fingertips. So we were born kind of just the right time uh, in terms of, of gaming, I'd say. We're, we're, gonna, we're mm. touching on the um, what's new in gaming right now, and we had a taste of what was it like um, back in the day, too. I don't know mm. what that says about our age, but for me, I take it <laughs> as, a, as a blessing. We came in at just the right time, eh? Yes, yes, yes. So join us for that talk after this. That was Fijoin with Si Otoloto. 
Uh, I love that song. Uh, one of my favorite Tongan songs, uh, to be in fact. So, yeah, happy Tongan language, language week to everyone. Uh, but yes, as uh, Joe mentioned, we are talking about video games and uh, in particular some video games that have brought uh, long-lasting memories to ourselves. But first I'd like to kick off, off uh, with our very, talking about our very first uh, gaming experiences. And uh, one uh, I'd like to bring up, uh, my very first time playing on a console was back in the 90s when, uh, Joe, do you remember the old, when you used to go to uh, United Video? Yeah, I remember video stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. used to be able to get like uh, five tapes for $10. And I remember getting, um, always going to the wrestling section where they had, um, you know, the, the tapes and they they all they always had like cool covers. Do you remember the the plastic and uh, the, the real cool artwork that they had for uh, those, those videotapes? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, those are, oh, man, memories. But yeah, when, uh, when, I first got a console. No, I didn't have it, but I asked my dad uh, once if I could um, rent one, one of the Sega Mega Drives and Master System, I think it was, Master System 2. And he said, yep. And I was like, oh, no way he agreed. So then um, I got uh, the console for the week and I took it home. And I think the first game I played was Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, the, the one of the 2D plane. And I remember... Um, just being so thrilled with you know you know being able to play on the console that uh, I woke up at like four or five in the morning and and trying to sneakily turn the TV on. <laughs> you know you know uh, back then in the nineties we had that TV with like the dial, so you used to have to click it over. Yeah, these these are things that man like people like you know the youth these days would be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like before remotes, you had to like. You know, we we I think the brand of TV was called like international or something, but you had to like turn the dial like you would, um, you know, on a on a on a uh, oven, you know, on a stove, and actually have to click over uh, the different channels. But yeah, I remember having to try and sneakily turn the TV on at four or five, and you know, my mum's such a light sleeper; she's always like, "Compare TV, you know, turn the TV off." Um, yeah, but yeah, those are my earliest memories, and yeah, it was just. You know, it was just oh, I can't. Words can't explain how I was feeling at that time. It was just so happy. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was um, getting an invite from my friend to go to a place called Wizards in town. And this place, like in my mind right now, was this massive two-story arcade. I don't even reckon it was two-story, but I was just a kid at that time, and there were like about oh you'd walk in and there were hundreds of gaming uh arcade machines ready to go there was street fighter mortal kombat there was uh i remember um those driving games it was like time zone but a next level version of time zone completely dedicated to arcade games and that was my first ever experience of like video games was going to this and also um being invited to uh, not invited, sorry. Um, getting a Sega Mega Drive as well, and I remember the old man. <laughs> I think he he didn't understand what um, the salesman was saying. He came home with two Sega Mega Drives because he thought that um, for two player we needed two two Segas, not two controllers. 
<laughs> so he brought, he brought two Seagulls home the man. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the one <laughs> so yeah my first console game was um yeah sonic the hedgehog and one called alex the kid uh yeah those are my first ones but um yeah sam i guess i'll let you kick off with your first game that you recommend to play or to check to rewind the clock and check out in um lockdown Oh, um, this game I spent literally like over a hundred hours on, and um, it's <laughs> you probably know the the Netflix adaptation of the game, but it's it, it was uh, called The Witcher Three. So um, it was the third installment in the series, uh, which I wanted to. I didn't play the first two, uh, but you don't need to play the first two to play the third one. But the third one was released in two thousand fifteen on the PlayStation Four, and it was. I ended up being game of the year and uh, for very good reason. It's a uh, RPG game. So you play as you know, Geralt, again, Geralt in Netflix. And I don't really like the next Netflix adaptation of the game, but that's only because I played the game. If you'd never played the game, you wouldn't know, uh, you wouldn't be able to base uh, any of the the series on, on, uh, on anything. But yeah, the game for me was... Uh, so awesome you had uh, you played as Geralt and you played as like a witcher who went hunting and uh, did contracts for uh, people around uh, the I'd say the, yeah, the the world and for me like people saw me play the game and they're like oh is that a PS3 game because they're you know they see the graphics didn't look that great but for me like um, it was the gameplay and the stories that made the game you could totally get lost in some of the stories of the game and um, you'd feel that some of the side missions were, were main missions, just the level of detail and the level of storytelling in the game. Um, so yeah, if you're into role-playing games and uh, haven't had a look at Witcher 3, I highly suggest uh, playing it. Uh, you'd be able to um, eat up a lot of time. And that's what I did uh, years and years ago. Uh so yeah, I um I highly recommend and I give it like a ten out of ten. Like um it got to the point where I I wanted to finish all the side missions before doing the main mission. And then when I finally finished the main mission, I felt like a it was one of those games that left me feeling empty inside because I was like, Well, what do I do now? You know? <laughs> it, it kept me that captivated the whole way through. There wasn't a, a dull moment in the game. And I ended up buying both DLCs for the game and uh, only finishing one. The second DLC, I made a conscious decision not to finish that DLC because for me, Witcher 3 has never ended. I don't want to feel that, <laughs> I don't want to have that feeling of emptiness again. So yeah, I've, I've chosen not to finish the second DLC, which may sound weird to some people, but yeah, that's how, um, that's the lasting impression that game left on me. Yeah. Um, for me, my game is uh, Sunset Riders. It is an old school game from back in the 90s, or I think mm. 80s, but yeah, <laughs> I, I played it on Super Nintendo. My sister brought a Super Nintendo home one day, and yeah, it was really cool because you could play four player, um, and you're these cowboys, and it's done by levels. Mm. It's uh, scroll them, shoot them up, uh, and being cowboy, and I, I played that for endless hours trying to finish it. 
And uh, those days there were no memory cards, so if you turned it off, you had to start again for for those ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, first game. Yep. And the other recommendations you have? Uh, for me, it's just a multiplayer game that uh, spends a time of spends the time of um, of gaming itself uh, is Mario Kart. Uh, Mario Kart. I played uh, growing up. They've I think they're up to like Mario Kart 8 now. Uh, but yes, from way back in the early 90s to to now, uh, Mario Kart is still going strong and it's a it's a kart, it's a fun game. It's a it's a party game, would you say? And you can play with uh, multiple other people and uh, nowadays and age with the technology nowadays is uh you can uh, play against someone that's on the other side of the world. So yeah, um and you can just play with uh, people in your own living room. Uh, I play with my sister and uh, my brothers and uh, my partner as well. So it's a very fun game to play with other people, and especially in lockdown nowadays, uh, especially if, if you're in Auckland, uh, you can't travel to you know someone else's house. It's good to play um, from the confines of your own house. So, yeah, if you haven't played Mario Kart, uh, check it out. You'll have uh, hours and hours of fun uh, with your family and friends. Nice. Well, for me, my uh, the next game I want to talk about is the Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2, and I think it was on the Xbox as well. But uh, I specifically remember getting this game because it was two-player split-screen for me and my uh, cousin to play. And, man, we that game was so enjoyable because I'm a massive Star Wars fan, and getting to play through events in the movies was so awesome, especially with a um, tag team partner to go through that. It is narrated by Tim Weir Morrison as well. You play as the Stormtroopers and sometimes you get to play as the Jedi. And it was just, at the time, I look back at the graphics now, it's not that good. But at the time, the graphics were amazing. The music from the movies was in there uh, and different types of Stormtroopers. Again, it's a shooting game, first-person play- first shooter. And uh, yeah, it was, that is a really good nostalgic trip to go back and play. Especially with, um, especially with a friend, I guess I enjoy playing uh, games where you play with other people more than single player games. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's always a time like if you if there's no one to jam with, I'll definitely I'll jam some of the single player games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when the boys are on or when your mates are on uh, online or when they come over, definitely uh, there's catch play games or online game online multiplayer games are definitely. Other pick for me, mm. and as I was saying, we like it was good to be born at the time that we were because we got to experience like game gaming as it was coming into its boom in arcade games, and now we're getting to experience an, another boom of of games. And uh, we both went to Japan. Uh, did you get to check out the multi-story arcades? Yeah, um, in Akihabara. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the, the Sega. Yes. Unfortunately, that Sega building's not there anymore. Oh, well, that would be quick then. Yeah. Well, um, 2019, we're in Japan. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw an article recently about uh, that uh, building. Um, I think either getting demolished or, yeah, just the uh, Sega's moving out or something along the lines. Uh, it was definitely uh, a big thing. That was on uh, Facebook at the time, but yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to say that you know, you and I we got to actually experience it bef- uh, before it actually got shut down. 
it was cool. It was like eight stories of arcades. Like, oh yeah. man! Beautiful. And it was something that stood the test of time because it didn't. It, it looked like you know as if it did you know for 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, it had that, as soon as you look at the building, you're like, "Fire!" That building looks like something from the retro age, but it was still. You know, it still looked good. It wasn't, you know, degrading or anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was our nostalgic trip down gaming lane. Uh, please do give a, uh, please do let us know what kind of games that you played and enjoyed, or check out the ones that we um, have just briefly talked about now. But anyway, we'll catch you back after this. Is someone in your family suffering from diabetes, heart disease, or respiratory illness? Contact our nurses at Tangata Atumatu Trust and we will arrange for in-home support. Call us on 0800 Bus Speaker, that's 0800 727 434, or contact us through our website tat.org.nz, that's tat.org.nz. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. If you missed this week, uh, if you missed last week's podcast where we talk about music or the week before that where we talked about movies to watch during lockdown, uh, be sure to check that out on our um, Facebook page as well as through the Plains FM website. We'd like to thank Tangata Atumotu Trust for sponsoring the show. Um, Maloa Pito, have an awesome weekend from Sam and I. Bollywood. That was Polyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.